Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to one another so they can once and for all who has better taste. My name is Hugh Dempsey and I am joined as always by the the gothic, the the horrific Sam Blakely. <laughs> that's funny, that's the two most common uh, adjectives used to describe me. Oh, well, I, you know, I just was making sure I got them in there, you know, just the Well, I mean, you know, that's it, we're not a visual medium, so you've painted a picture there. You I would describe as ghoulish and haunting. <laughs> yeah, that's just the expression on my face whenever I speak to you. <laughs> oh, I see. Just from my point of view, you, you, you're always that, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Just... yeah, everyone else, I look amazing. Right. <laughs> Gosh. How oh, lucky people. How are you, Sam? I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad. I've just broken up for half term, so I'm yeah, sort of you're happy, happy exhausted. Yeah, demob happy, but no energy with which to celebrate it, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, yeah, I went to go see No Time to Die, ironically Ooh, named yes. after a film that got delayed for 18 months, so there was clearly plenty of time to die. So Ample now both up amount to, of up time to, to die. <laughs> both up to, uh, up to scratch with the pop culture. The cultural pop, yeah, yeah. Without any sense of a spoiler, would you say you enjoyed it? To a point, yes. To a point, yes. Right. And we've discussed it off air and over the over text and things, and you know exactly what my reservation <laughs> is. Yeah. 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 There's but lots it, of good stuff, but... It, uh, it's, yeah. it is a better film than the last one, than Spectre. I mean, I don't rate Spectre. I probably rate Spectre lower than I rate Quantum of Solace, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Because wow. at least with Quantum of Solace, there's... There's... That film goes goes awry in the third act. You know, once they there's that good there's a plane chase. They fall out of the plane. They land in the aquifer, uh, and then and then it goes a bit shit from there. And it is a right. and it is a really terrible last act where Spectre just kind of plods along for the entire film, and then you get to the bit with you know you, they, they make out that he's not. I, I don't know. I just never liked the fact that he's Blofeld in it. I could I was quite happy to have him be to have Spectre as an organisation back but I don't know it was it, it was very much oh we've got the rights back to Spectre let's shoehorn Blofeld <laughs> and Spectre in. and they had Quantum and they should have just kept it at that and they should have just had a better it's like, a testament to how forgettable it was that when I was watching No Time to Die I had no idea who Madeline Swan was I had no <laughs> idea who any of that I didn't really remember what Spectre was uh, I really didn't care about any of that stuff to be honest yeah it's um, but this film's good it's got it's got some good, exciting scenes in it. It's got, I think it's got, I think it's got, a, I had a bit of a laugh at the actual, like, deadly threat <laughs> in the film. But, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it's got its issues and maybe I won't be as, fo- you know, you know when you've got that f- hot, fresh take on a film and then yeah. when you think about it or you've had a few months to sit on it, I, I feel like I'm going to have enjoyed it, but I said to you, I think spec. I think Skyfall and Casino Royale are still the two better films in his. Yeah, they are. In his oeuvre. I mean, it's hard to argue that, and uh, if you are arguing yeah. that, listener, then sort yourself out. But yeah. uh, but we're not here to talk about Bond. Unfortunately, we're here to no. talk about uh, a different film altogether. Yes. So yeah, this week's film we are doing The Woman in Ooh. Black, twenty twelve. Um, Daniel Radcliffe, sort of. I don't know. Vehicle, I would call it. Yeah, from um, one Daniel to another. Yep, yep. It's um, yeah, that's what we're cool. doing. It's, uh, Do you want to give us a little synopsis? The, 
Yes, it's so... Basically, Daniel Radcliffe is a young widower who's a solicitor. He gets sent to this... um, northeastern coastal town to basically put the affairs in order of the of a deceased uh, woman who owns a big mansion out in sort of it's like the mansion's kind of outset on the sort of, I don't know how would you explain it out of the, just just off the coast yeah. but it's got like a little road it's got a road that, that kind the of, tide comes in and blocks off every day yeah it's um it was actually the it was a it's a hammer horror film actually mm. uh, famously um, yeah, I think it's their biggest grossing f- uh, film to date. I think, right? Or it was indeed at the I time. I mean, they had him just fresh off the, the of the Harry Potter series. Yeah, it was like the year after, mm. wasn't it? I think it was his first film he made after um, after Deathly Hallows Part Two. But yeah, so he's uh, he's called Arthur Kipps. He's sent to do all this stuff. He he comes into contact with the local urban legend of the woman in black, and then he's at this. He's at this uh, mansion, and he sees all these spookly apparitions, and the, these are tied to the deaths of children in this village. And basically, the film kind of goes goes from there, really. Um, you know, it's a classic. It is a classic sort of jump scare horror film. Um, it's based on a 1982 novel by Susan Suzanne Hill, Hill. and the screenplay is written by Jane Goldman. Off of, uh, of Jonathan Ross's wife. <laughs> off of Jonathan Ross's wife, yeah. And Kick-Ass. Yeah. And she's done a few adaptations and screenplays over the year. Um, a, she good, she's good, actually, to be fair to her. Um, she's talented. Yeah. Never gets, they never nail the sequels, though, I've noticed. Her and the guy who does... Um, who did Kick-Ass and Kingsman. They um, they always get the first film. The first film's always great. <laughs> and then the second film's always what's the, oh, God, What's his name? He's called. I'm going to tell you now because I'm going to quickly. Um, I'm going to quickly Google it. Come on, is it Matt? Matthew Vaughan. Matthew Vaughan. That's it, not Matt. Yeah. Yeah. He's got thingy coming out soon as well. King's Man. Oh, yeah. And uh, the trailer does look good, but I, I didn't mind the second Kickass. Uh, sorry, I, I quite. I didn't mind this second Kickass, and I didn't mind the second Kingsman. It was just in both of those occasions, the first one was far superior. I haven't actually but, seen either sequel. I really like the first, the initial ones of of those two. Yeah, but on on okay. uh, on this film, uh, what is it you what, yeah. do you what do you like about it so much? You had uh, a lot of choice. You chose a horror or thriller. What's what's the well? This is literally well because you sh- said, "Oh, let's do horror films for three weeks." And I'm like, I don't watch. You've horror given films. me a, a stupid <laughs> voice there, but it is Halloween month, yeah. and there are quite yeah. a lot of horror and thriller films <laughs> out and about. Yeah, but I haven't seen them all <laughs> ever. So, yeah, so I had to. So I, I'll be honest with you, listener. I don't think I would have recommended this film if I had. <laughs> if I'm being honest so I am a little concerned Sam is going to hate this film or was bored or just almost turned it off you know what I mean like like I, I didn't like when I picked Anonymous I didn't realise the depth of his hatred for that mm. film once he'd watched it but at least we had something to talk about there but with this I'm not sure but what I liked about it and something that made me kind of so, 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 so I went to the cinema to see this uh, with a, an ex-girlfriend and some friends, and <laughs> that was. And in this, you know, it's. I found it as jump scares go. These were genuinely scary jump scares. Like I was watching it last night, and I shat myself. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the bits when 
when she's in the um, in the rocking chair mm. and you just see her face and oh mate I was clinging to the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel Radcliffe's good in this he's very young when he made this film he was like 22 or something 23 it's really trying to distance um, himself and I'm an adult now yeah and he's he's He's, I think he's watchable enough in this film. He's functional, you know what I mean? I really enjoy the sort of Edwardian slash Victorian aesthetic. Like, I don't know what it is about little children dressed as Victorian kids in their, like, weird little dresses and their, like, you know, sort of porcelain doll faces, but they're so scary. <laughs> they're just, they're just, there's just a natural sort of horror there, isn't mm. there? It's weird, I think, I think, sort of these latitudes that we live in they kind of they do almost you can see why gothic was so popular mm. here because it you know the mist and the rain and all the mud and the, the 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 dark greens and all this they do really lend themselves to sort of atmosphere for sort of um spiritually spooky horror mm. stuff um yeah so that's basically it really when i came to what i liked about it the Plotline is functional, I would say. You know, there's a woman in black. Something bad happened to her. She's somehow making kids kill themselves. You know, that you know, like any horror film. You know, some people. You know, the it's there was a few comparisons to, um, to Dracula actually in and how. You know, like locals are like, "Oh, you've got to leave immediately," and all this. And there are some like awful things that happen to people in this film. You know, which is I had forgotten about, like the little girl who drank the lie and the girl who is in the fire and all that stuff. And you know, it's there is, and there is like a, there is a, there is a connection between him and these sort of kids dying, and it's it's pretty awful at points. Um, not much more to say about it, really. <laughs> and what do you think I'll think of it? Yeah. I think you'll think it's very cliched. But I don't think this film, you'd have enjoyed this. See, you do, I know you do like horror films. See, my problem with this is, or for me, not a problem, but a sort of a, the, the blind spot for me is, like, the, I liked this film more than I thought I would, actually, when I watched it again last night. I remember enjoying it at the cinema. Um, but at the cinema, bad films can be seen as good yeah. sometimes, can't they? We are, we are mediocre films, and with this, I like like I said, I jumped out my skin a couple of times. Uh, I was pretty engaged. It's only an hour and a half. It's pretty brisk, which I think is important because I think it does actually kind of meander a bit near, like it like from the second to the third act. I think it kind of doesn't really know what it's doing with itself uh, at times, but. Um, I'm just worried that so yeah my blind spot basically is this could have just been a run of the mill horror film and because there's been so many like horror films come out in the last 10 years that you know you know we're talking about quite quiet bang last week and with this and like jump scares like this could be just like seen as like on the 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 bad this for you it could be seen as like the bad end of these cliches you know with stuff like um, we talked about when we did Midsummer or Midsummer to give it its proper name um, what was the film with Tony Collette in is it in Hereditary Hereditary like that could be like a much better film compared to this you know what I mean in terms of its like jump scares and its horror and its you know its atmosphere 
Um, I think it's weird because last week we did The Babadook and I think in that the cinematography's a lot better than in this despite the aesthetic of this film. You know, the camera's rather static, I felt, in this film and I don't think there was too many amazing sort of like camera movements like what you got with uh, The Babadook. Mm. So maybe that maybe it feels a bit a bit sedate almost. But yeah, because I've got this blind spot of where I haven't watched, like you mentioned off air, you're thinking about watching Slither and you know, you could name some of those horror films to be Sam and you know, I haven't seen them. So that this could be nowhere near as good as any of them. So what to me seemed like a good film, you know, is maybe it might be shit, <laughs> quite frankly. Um I also mentioned that right until the end, the character doesn't feel like he's in any real mortal danger, despite the fact that, you know, he goes into the mud to try and get the body of the young boy out. Um, He goes into the, he tries to rescue the girl from a fire. You know, the whole scene or the whole montage when he's actually in the, in the, uh, the mansion overnight and, you know, he's chitch, like he's being he's being um, haunted by the woman in black. At, at no point I was like, well, what's she going to do to him? <laughs> you know, because and that was and that was maybe me watching it, you know, with sort of critical eyes sort of thing. So maybe you wouldn't have realised that now until I'd mentioned it. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, she, she, yeah, he's fine, isn't he? For like most of the film. Yeah. Like he, he puts himself in harm's way more than he's in harm's way because of malevolent forces. I genuinely don't know what you think about this film. I think we should have a break and find out some. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay, listeners, join us after the break to find out Sam's um, things. Yeah, see what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sam's opinions, as we like to call it here, and please watch this. episode 2 no episode 107 but it's part 2 of that that episode so Sam what did you like or what did what scared you shall we keep it on on the theme what did you what scared you about the woman in black yeah there were some effective jump scares there were those uh, a lot of faces like you say the rocking chair thing in the windows to the walls to the woman in black I'm mad <laughs> I mean the one that scared me the most when I was watching at the cinema was the one where she's behind him in the window that one I jumped out my skin mm. when I saw that at the cinema but the, like I said the one that caught me <laughs> yesterday was the one in the rocking chair yeah and it's it's really set up for it like you say it's kind of old creepy Victorian uh, Edwardian sort of period when, I mean when is this set I never quite it never gives a year. year but I think it's it's definitely not Victorian it's definitely like just yeah, it feels like nineteen eleven or nineteen might even be a nineteen twelve or something because he's got uh, Daly's got a um, he's got a Rolls Royce Ghost Silver Ghost I think you know to right. keep it on brand yeah um, <laughs> yeah so he's got that and yeah he's like oh, it's the first one in the county and I think they're like I don't think they were about in like the early nineteen hundreds if that makes sense. And plus, no, I suppose that's, that's if it's simple. if the woman who's died is the woman in black's sister, um, it would make sense that it was more towards the if it's not the if it's not 
in the like nineteen tens. It's definitely at the end of that decade, isn't it? Because because I think yeah, I think so. It's, it seems sort of pre. Yeah, it's definitely pre-war. Uh, Post-Victorian, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a good time for that, you know, the the creepiness of it, the 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 need for candles rather than just sort of big lights on all over the place, and it it looks really good in many ways, the costumes and all that. It's and and Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe looks really good as a sort of gothic lawyer. He has a very pallid you know, face, doesn't he? And I think that works for this. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's a very naturally <laughs> pale person, isn't he? <laughs> I was expecting him to be a lot worse than he was, I think. I was expecting him to be a lot... I don't know. Fair praise. I thought he carried it well. You know, yeah, because he was so young. And I know that a lot of criticism of it was that this guy's so young and he's so so patently trying to be uh, older than this kid actor, you know. But I thought he did well. I thought he did well. It's a good cast as well, you know. You've got Kieran Hines and, uh, you know, Mansereda. Yeah. Couple other recognisable faces as well in there that, that I do I do really yeah like. people who you couldn't name but other than Roger Allen um, who's briefly in it yeah who's like much. I know I, I feel sorry for you but you've got to think about your future at this place essentially yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've just had a health scare <laughs> um, yeah our our friend of a friend of course old Rog um, yeah I mean that was it really that's all I liked about it I didn't really like this film at all yeah what time did you watch it say, when, did you watch it during the day at night perfectly normal 8 o'clock yeah. start yeah about half 8 uh, yeah. in the evening do you think this film's better than The Babadook it's different it's more conventional than The Babadook as yeah. I said my sort of as I said up top, I wouldn't have recommended it for the podcast, generally. Um, no. Because you kind of forced my hand and we had to find something that I had seen that you hadn't. That was a horror film. I like... I do gen- I genuinely do like this film. Like, I genuinely... I have a fond memory of going to the cinema or of seeing it. I enjoyed it at the cinema. I enjoyed it last night when I was watching it. Um, but... Do I think it's this amazing... Horror film? Mm, not really. Do I think it's worth watching? Yeah, probably. I'd because, recommend it if that makes I know sense. That one of, but one of the reasons why you said you'd turn off the Babadook is because you were like, oh, it's just another supernatural. Yeah, horror. but it's about even though it's clearly a psychological art <laughs> horror, this is a supernatural yeah. horror with no with no depth to it. Like what, with with, no, uh, no themes as we've been on about for the last themes. Few no weeks. themes, no substance. Yeah. I can see all that. I can. You I know, totally agree with you, Sam. I can't pretend I don't. Like, um, yeah. Like it, it. I think what the Babadook is. I think the more you set something in, like, because this is very much a gothic horror, isn't it? I think technically the the book yeah. itself is 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 it neo gothic? I think the genre is called where it's you know yeah. it's people trying to ape back to the gothic style back from the the end of the nineteenth century. Um. So. So I get that. You know is. Is facsimile or recreation as good as the originals? You know, and usually, you know, ninety nine times out of hundred, it's not, is it? So, no, but it is. It is very reminiscent of things like Dracula and so yeah. you know, all the way down to this sort of. I think. Um, I think it's more know. because it's more conventional. It's easier to, and because it's set maybe like a hundred years ago when you know things just felt spookier. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, easier to yeah. sort of kind of not get it but it's easier to allow it uh, the space to be what it is where 
when you're watching a film. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it me, still is a the, it still is a film why... about someone being haunted, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but in a more conventional, boring way. And I think for me, it has it's the reason why the Babadook is so right. good is because it was on the back of films like this. This is properly like in The Conjuring and all yeah. that sort of. You know, that's the other film I was trying I'm to think about. Sure. I can't remember it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen the the rocking chair swinging and then it stops suddenly in the trailer for like Annabelle or mm. The Conjuring. Or Have you seen like, that. like those films? And I've seen The Conjuring. I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen any of the sequels. I've seen a few mm. in that. Area, I've seen Annabelle, and I really don't like them at all. No, I haven't. And. Oh, maybe I can't remember, but anyway, I haven't seen I haven't seen that because I don't really like it because because even though this film had some really good examples of it, when those jump scares happen, I think I feel like this is just like going to Terror Tower in yeah. Scarborough or like nice. Going to one I of these love the, because it's, the, ver- the very niche reference to um, <laughs> it's the last time I went to a scary thing. <laughs> you didn't you didn't go like Alton Towers no... or you know somewhere like that. You went somewhere in Scarborough, <laughs> straight for Scarborough. Uh, that you know I don't know if it's even the thing anymore because it's just like it, it, it just becomes a fairground ride. This film, like there is absolutely no reason why he spends the night in that house. It's paperwork. Take it home. <laughs> I mean, te- I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, technically, get on the train spend with the that luggage. He gets um, full of full of paper. daily saves and, and and you know, like he's 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 always like, oh, there's a thing in that room making a noise. It's obviously this really scary thing that I've seen with my own eyes lots of times. Let me go into that room. And you're right. There's no. He's never in any peril because it never threatens him. Apart from when he's falling asleep. Like, is that a is that when he's vulnerable when he's asleep? He's fucking vulnerable the whole time <laughs> that he's there. And he sees some outside, so he's like, Oh, I'll best go best go explore this. Goes up to really try and try and explore it and then there's loads of mist and then the fucking carriage guy's just stood there like he's some sort of Well, it's manufactured. Yeah. There's no way that ca- carriage guy would get off his carriage and stand there to shock this poor guy. Like that's completely manufactured. It's it's all manufactured. It's um there's no need that he doesn't have to stay in the house pick up the papers and sort off back to London and sort them out there where your firm is so you can talk to your colleagues about it as well there's no need for that um, like he doesn't have to keep going from room to room that scene where he's going around the house back and forth felt like 45 minutes and it felt like well the only reason he's going to that room is because that's where all the scary mannequins are and stuff and all the like wind up dolls so we need those things in the only reason he's going through this door and that door like you hear the knocking behind the door and the door's locked. Good. Get out. And it, But occasionally he looks a bit scared. And I'm like, well, wh- where's the consistency? Why is he scared there but not scared there? Why does he back off there but actually walk towards the scary thing there? I don't understand this character or what makes him scared and what doesn't make him scared. And it just feels like a really annoying fairground ride because when, this, when the jump scares happen, I do jump. Yeah. But then I get annoyed at the film because I'm just like, okay... You're making me really uncomfortable, and oh, and you made me jump. That was as you ex- as I expected. Well done, you know. <laughs> like I don't, I don't get any jo- enjoyment out of that at all, really. Whereas the Babadook can still stay with me because it's got themes and it's got substance. It's not just a, it's not just cattle prod yeah. cinema for the sake of making um, scared. What know? did you think to the plot of like the the woman in black oh, killing I, I the lost, children? I was like, why I does she have power like, over children? That never made sense. I know because she like lost her son and that, but why can she like telepathically so, make me, children why, murder themselves? 
So her son died in yeah. the marshes. Was it anyone's fault? Shh. Doesn't really show it, does it? It just the kid drowned somehow in a carriage accident, and the so it's like why is that anyone? And the, fault? But the mother who's had the child taken off her by her sister blames her sister for it, and then she oh yeah because she's magic. So get a vengeance on the sister. Well, she does, doesn't she? She kills all her daughters and no one else. Why? Yeah. Why do you have to kill? Why do you, you know? Like why is it kids? And it's for me that's the manufactured aspect of it because I thought oh, this is quite effective because it's making me really sad that these kids have died, but that's because you go, well, what would be the saddest person to die? Innocent little kids. Did you, you, not, know, like, did you not find that, it freaky when the little girl sets herself on fire? That was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like, as a set piece, Like, I, I reckon, and the problem is I recognise some of those things from the trailer. Like, they look, like, as a moment, that's really good. It's just around this manufactured nonsense which is just like I mean all films are manufactured nonsense Sam <laughs> I know what you're saying no but the conflict being, doesn't have to feel so inorganic you know like I, it just made me feel uncomfortable and then annoyed when the, when the jump scare happened and there's definitely this sort of like diminishing returns thing that comes in on jump scares well you start to because, wait for them don't you I found that I, I was thinking yeah, back, like, yeah. I think and you, ex- and you expect I can't to see which them, the first like, one that got me on this yeah. film what was the first one that like got you when you were like, oh, crap? I mean, this time it, it looks out the window and then there's a woman in black and then it's like, oh, that's, wow, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, when, was, when did I actually like get scared of one? Like when, it, when she appears behind him in the yeah. window, that's great. And I can see how, especially 10 years ago, that would be a great moment. But that is, I think, very predictable. Right. The one that got me a bit, although I saw it in trailers 10 years ago, was where he's spinning the thing, and the eyes are behind, appear behind the the, the spinning. Um, oh, I the it. um, it's a thing you spin and you see like a moving picture. Yes, that's right, that's right. And the eyes appear behind that, and I sort of like went, "Oh, that's creepy." And in recognition of it, I thought it was creepy. But I just thought, "There's no." It's a silly rule. So what is it? If he sees the woman in black. She's, she kills a kid. Something like that, I know. This is another reason for why uh, that it's manufactured. All the locals are saying, go away, go away. If they gave him one reason to go away, like, if you stay here, kids will die, he would go. He's a dad. <laughs> he wouldn't stick around. So they're really yeah. vague with their threats, and then he stays. What, you know? I, I meant to mention it in things you might not like, but what did you think to the end of the film, then? Because the end is very... That was the best part. Right, of so me. you did... not as a, that's not like a, a cheap joke that oh the yeah no I can't no I realise that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what was the best part when I yeah the best part was the fucking yeah, credits when I realised <laughs> this film was over but um, so did you like the fact that like I it, it, like I kind of do you know something I did like about it now I think about it is that he like. He takes the body of the little boy out of the marsh. He puts it back in the coffin with the woman in black, and then and it has no impact. And it has, yeah, and it has no impact. <laughs> yeah, and he's really confident. It, it's a real ends. like because this film does rely heavily on its on established horror tropes. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, and that's something I quite like about it that it is it's conventional, but it's. But it's it kind of subverts it right at the end because you think oh he's you know he's going to be fine he's going to get back to London and and then apparently yeah. no she's just like I'm going to scare you I'm going to kill your kid and oh you're dead as well I do like I like the fact that yeah. he's like you know he sees his wife and he's, he's, the kid's like who's that woman daddy and he's like that's mummy yeah. or whatever he says 
Your it's the sort of happiest unhappy ending, or the unhappy. Yeah, it's the happiest unhappy ending possible. They they were both killed by that train because of the bloody yeah. black. And then to really hammer home that it was of this era, um, and sort of cheap, like basically, I'm being very cynical about it, but really this sort of stuff exists to go to the cinema yeah. dates, you know. And so, like a big part of that is getting one final jump scare at the end where the woman in black looks yes. at the camera. Like I thought she was going to scream such at them a or something, the camera. I even yeah. went, ah! It's <laughs> like, she's thing. like, after you yeah. now. What do you think of her as like... <laughs> it's, and that's what it is, so it's not it's Do you not find her as a, and, and that's why her as a scary character? Because she's, she's quite evocative in a black dress, and she looks a bit like the Scottish Widow, but if the Scottish Widow died... <laughs> she does, but less <laughs> Yeah, fit. less yeah. Um, <laughs> As with a lot of... I did find her quite spooky, but as with a lot of horror... Uh, Monsters. The more you saw her, and the closer she got mm. to the camera, the less scary she is because it's just a woman in yeah. makeup and, and stuff. So she's sort of scary as this like dark figure in the corner that's making a child kill itself or do. Is she one of those characters awful. a bit like the Babadook last week? The less you see of, the more affecting she is. Yeah, yeah. It's much scarier to just see him like in the shadows behind the 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 neighbor yeah. or something like that than come right close yeah. to the screen. I, well, I'm glad you like the ending because. I was I wasn't sure how yeah. you take that. I wouldn't know if you were like, oh well, oh he's dead now. Of course, I, I, I liked. I must admit, in that moment, I like I like Kieran Hines's reaction to them dying because he just because yeah. it almost looks like he's going to show you this gruesome horror shot of like their mangled bodies on the track or something, and then it's just like <laughs> this kind of bittersweet, like you said, ending. Apparently, that ending was put in after test audiences found it quite miserable, but apparently in the book. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently in the book. Um, so apparently this, f- the book, it's set, a man is in his middle age is telling a ghost story, essentially. He's basically telling the story of something right. that happened to him when he was younger. And it, But it's set at Christmas, yeah, apparently. Apparently it's like a Christmas. It's only a novella as well. It's only huh. quite a short book. I wish I'd read that instead of the fucking monk because that was about four hundred pages. And, uh, I could have read yeah. this one instead. <laughs> we had to do some suggested wider reading. What did you read? Level. The monk. The monk. I, I don't it? remember anything about it. It's quite an old, quite an old gothic yeah. story. Is that after you'd done like Dracula it. and Frankenstein and all that? Yeah, Dracula and Frankenstein were like the. Set it's weird texts. though because there's such we a big to read. gap between those two books, isn't there? Between Frankenstein and Dracula, because. We think of them as like they yeah, get in the same year as that as a genre. There's but, about yeah. seventy years or something between them being written or something. Sixty years, yeah. That sounds about right. And I think I read the Castle of Ontario. Is it called the Castle of not Ontario? Okay, Castle Canada. Of... <laughs> it's, I think it's known as the like, hey, first I'm, I'm a Dracula. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to suck the maple syrup. I'm going to find out what that is. <laughs> but I mean, you know, what? Yeah, o, o, Otranto. Oh, that's right. Horace that's Walpole. Tranto. Tranto. Basically, that's that's Ontario. Spain. Somewhere? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember anything about that either. I think you know something happens in a castle. Lovely. In Otranto. Anything um, more you want to say? About uh, it was a long time. It was half my life. More, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you? Do. do you? No, I don't. Know what you're going to say. Do you think that this film is anything more than just a fairground ride to go and enjoy with your mates? No, mess? but it's like it's a good fairground. You know, it's like it's like the Oblivion or you know what's what's the other one? At <laughs> Alton Park. Alton Park, Alton Towers, cool. Alton, Alton Park, Park that's oh, yeah. a racetrack. Yeah, it's a bit like those sort of rides. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. it, it, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a Ron Ron Seal film, isn't it? It does exactly what it says on the tin. It made money though, like do yeah. you know. So do you, they made a shitload of money. Have yeah, you seen the budgets and all that for it? 
So the budget for this film was, let me just quickly get me notes. It was, 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 was. So it was 17 million US dollars estimated. So call it 40 if they do the, you know, the marketing like they should. And yeah. it grossed 128 million. I like those uh, those ratios. Yeah, I mean that's good. And horror films do. Oh, well, horror films that, have yeah. a really good history of being a good budget to to gross yeah, ratio. Yeah, don't, don't they have the highest? Isn't, is it like Wreck or something has like the highest budget to gross ratio or something? I think when when we looked last year, it was Blair Witch and Paranormal, Paranormal Activity Paranormal, both sorry. cost like in the tens of thousands and grossed in the hundreds of yeah. millions. And um, there's some surprises in the top ten, like um, American Graffiti, I think was number five. Oh, uh, yeah. Lucas yeah. early film. That's a really good film, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, some real surprises right. in there. Uh, oh, in French yeah. it's known as Le Dame Noir, <laughs> which sounds so much better Noir. than Noir, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, okay, Sam, I want to see, if you had one, what was your favourite scene? I do. Uh, this is what we've mentioned. When, when he died, again, sounds like a cheap joke. Or I liked it when the character <laughs> died. I thought it was a ballsy move, and obviously it must be. Oh yeah, so you said it's not from the novel that part. I think that's a really good move because it's that you don't often see your protagonist yeah. die. I mean, especially when you know they make so much money, they had to make a sequel. Um, they must have considered the possibility of that because they knew they were going to make a lot of money because it's Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. At the like peak. Yeah, but they could have made fame. like like I think it did really good numbers for say. You know, it could have made like sixty million, which is good. Obviously, it's a, you know, you're getting twenty million on your return, but to make like nearly double, you know, nearly a hundred percent on your actual outlay of the production costs. Well, three times as much. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, double, double as on yeah, top. Of, yeah, yeah. Sorry, on yeah. top of. Yeah, and uh, so it's a ballsy move because you know that horror movies make sequels. So if you kill off your protagonist. You sort of said goodbye yeah. to that character, and what's the sequel? There is, a, there is, there is so a sequel. I really like that, and it I, was, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, nor am I. Um, yeah, and I think generally for this film, I thought, but going in, this is going to be very generic. I'm not really going to enjoy it. It's going to be jump scares, and it's going to be something that I won't care about. Oh, thank God, it's 90 minutes, yeah. um, and a really good way to end it. I think you know. That, that's mm. great and happy and unhappy at the same time uh, for me it was actually the, the bit you were kind of getting annoyed at but I like the bit when he is in the house at the night and he's kind of oh the, the four hours he's, uh, yeah, the screen time where he's him walking from room to room yeah because yeah, it's there's it, it's just it's classic horror isn't it he's like you know you see the rocking chair you, you've got all the scary little toys that go off and you know, you you can. I like the fact that as an audience, you kind of see what's happening more than the character does. You know that kind of a way. You yeah. know, like why is the chair rocking? He can't see it, but we get glimpses of the woman in black in the rocking chair. You know, um, yeah. so yeah, I kind of like. It's not a scene. It's more. It's more of like the the an act of the film, isn't it? That bit really, mm-hmm. um, and it is kind of the most. Because after that, like I said, I, I, you don't. Even when he jumps in the mud, you just don't feel like he might be in mortal danger in terms of him putting himself in dangerous situations. But they're not. Be- that wouldn't be the way for the character. Yeah, to die, they're not. It? It's you know. not like they're not horror situations. Like, and he's it's never so frantic in the house. He's never. He, at times he like goes outside and sees all the kids and then go back inside and he gets scared out of another room. But he's never like running away in a logical sense from yeah. these things and I think that was that I did, was what 
annoyed me actually was the paperwork is not something you need to be <laughs> in the house for so why aren't you running away at yeah all like costs? when um when I was watching that bit, I did have in my mind to be like, oh, so at what point would you have left? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously I wouldn't have gone there because it looks fucking spooky and everyone's saying yeah. don't go there. And if I would have just asked a, like a local, can you give me one reason why I shouldn't go there? They'd go, you probably, it's probably going to end up with a kid dying. I'd go, thanks very much. I'll go back and get but a different you job. Be- <laughs> you know? There's other solicitor firms. Why did you leave it? Oh, well, it turned out I went to a haunted fucking mansion. And children were <laughs> My only possible job yeah. offer from Roger fucking yeah. Allen before he yeah. fired me was get the killed worst, by some time. The worst, worst boss in history, almost, yeah. <laughs> um, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, favourite <laughs> line, then? Did you have a favourite line? There weren't many. Well, were there? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I didn't make a note of, me, of any, and then when I went to IMDb afterwards, the only one I quite liked from Daily was don't go sh- chasing shadows, Arthur, because that's fucking precisely what he yeah. went to do. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he saw a shadow at the window, ooh, what's that? Yeah. I'll go investigate. Yeah, I had the exact same problem. I, I had a line that I liked, <laughs> went to go see if it was on IMDb, and it wasn't there. And to be honest with you, I could not be bothered going back and writing it down. So I'm just going to give you sort of a flavour of what he says. So it's when him and um, Daly are speaking to one another, and he, Daly goes... And they're talking about like seances and things like that. And he's like, oh, do you believe in that mm. stuff? And uh, rather close character um, who's got a really stupid name in this film, um, you know, Arthur Kipps. What's this? Apparently it's named after a <laughs> character in another gothic novel, somebody's assistant or something right. like that. Um, right. And he says, no, I didn't believe in it until my wife died, you know, and he's like, sometimes I f- feel like she's in the room with me and um, he basically goes but all you get with those sort of seances and things is is disappointment I liked that bit Mm. because that's what it was it was bullshit wasn't it (laughs) I think he was a big believer in it wasn't he Um, Arthur Conan Doyle famously yeah yes the irony of the image Sherlock so bloody rational yes but there you go Uh, I mean Arthur Conan Doyle believed in the Cottingley fairies which they came out and said yeah it was photographs and you can see because the wings of these fairies aren't blurred, but the the waterfall behind them uh, is blurred because because of the motion on the um, <laughs> you know on photography yeah, yeah. years ago. Mm, bullshit. <laughs> uh, favorite shot. Yeah. It has to be one of the jumps. I think the one of the jump scares. Uh, you know, as like yeah. a shot. Um, there were like a lot of nice landscapes and and so on, but I think probably probably one the one where the face is behind him at the window. Yeah. If I have to go for that one, one that's the one I went for as well. I do yeah, like. It's pretty. It's very prettily mm. shot. You know, it's not. But I just non. No particular one. Stood I think. Out I think. I think for I me, the problem of sort of was the. As I mentioned earlier, is there wasn't enough dynamism with the camera. But but yeah. there's like I really like some of the shots of the kids in the woods. They're scary as fuck. If you ask me, those shots like that where the kids are just stood there staring dead. Kids are scary. And then yeah. there's the one as well when when Arthur's about to get hit by the train and Daly sees all the children on the other side through the window. Mm. But mm. I, I was the same as yeah. you. I went for the... Uh, when her face is behind him in the window. That's... But then it, it lacks the substance because you're like, oh, so she could have killed him right in that moment. <laughs> about it. It, it really became a... This is for the audience because he hasn't yeah. seen that. Yeah, it is for the, yeah, it is for the audience, isn't it? But yeah. but yeah, okay. 
Okay, so you weren't, weren't his biggest fan. Well, what we'll do, Sam? Weren't bold. I wasn't bold over Did, by it. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a break. And when we come back, we're going to get the critics' review. We're going to get your rating out of 10. We're going to um, do a quiz and then find out what you you want me to watch next week. So Fantastic. join us after the break. Right, Sam. So we actually have... Oh, by the way, welcome back, listeners. <laughs> so we actually have um, somebody who I didn't expect to have actually on this podcast this week. Mm. But we ha- guess who we have, Sam? Guess in his latter years, is it? You've got to say his name so I can edit it in. <laughs> to have, to have, okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it no, Roger Ebert? No, it's Jesus Christ, superstar! <laughs> no, it is Roger Ebert. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> right, so old Rog had to say this about it. Uh, the house is a masterpiece of production design, crumbling, forlorn, filled with the faded and jumbled Victorian possessions of doomed lifetimes. It has a unique feature that audience will not fail to remark upon its own sound effects crew. At every frightening moment, uh, and there are many, the soundtrack paralyzes with blasts of cacophonous noise you wouldn't want to be in the theatre next to this movie in a multiplex um, would you like to hear what else he has to say about this film or would you like to comment on that Please. he says well I think yeah actually it's a fair point that's I think what became so stale was every jump scare has to have exactly the same sound effect to say right. like mm. you know Feel free to edit it in, but that's obviously an extra hour's worth of finding. <laughs> that little, that, that, you know, everyone knows what, what I'm do. talking the about. Little, you know, the, the figure in the window turns to look at you at the camera and he goes, It's the zoom. It's the like, violin you know, like strings, a, isn't it? It's a Jim. violin. Yeah, like yeah a, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Gordon. Uh, he says, The Woman in Black is Daniel Radcliffe's first film since Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. With a few other diversions, the Potter series kept him working steadily for a decade, during which he has grown taller and sprouted a crop of sideburns. But at 22, he still looks like a schoolboy, or a little young anyway, to be the father of a four-year-old. Nor does he have much gravitas. The film might have had more effect if his character had possessed more screen presence but the woman in black depends mostly on the decor location and supporting cast some of them playing um, living people and some not Uh, how many stars do you think Rog gave it I mean that sounds like at least a three I'll go with three you gave it a three Um, this one's a bit quicker because that was a bit longer Uh, what do you think Philip French in The Guardian how do you think he felt about this film Mm, Philly, Philly Le France. Yeah, he didn't, uh, he didn't have a rating, just so you know. Okay, didn't like it as yeah, much. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, he wasn't as. Ebert was a lot more generous to this film than uh, Philip French. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried to pull out the bits where he's a bit nicer about the film, but you get the, a bit of the tone. Right. Uh, the film is altogether more conventional than Hill's novella and. One rather misses the nicely dated narration and the way we're drawn into the mind of a middle-aged man looking back to the unforgettable terror of his most memorable experience. 
Here the usual things go bump in the night and familiar shocks are visited on Kipps when he spends the night alone at uh, Drablo's remote gothic mansion. And there's a lot more action involving the local landowner, Mr. Daly, and his vintage Rolls Royce. But Goldsman's script and James Watkins' direction are efficient and the movie is handsomely designed. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah sort of slightly dismissive uh, things going bump in the night, generic yeah. comment of it, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Can't, can't yeah. argue with that. But, as we always say on this film, the biggest critic, the most important critic, the person whose opinion we value the most, is <laughs> yours, Sam. So, hmm. how many jump scares out of ten did uh, the woman uh, <laughs> give you? Uh, uh, generous oh, four. really? Ouch. Mm. I mean, for me, it's a seven. Yeah. It's no more than that. This is a seven, but Babadook is a four. No, I said a Babadook was a five, didn't I? Or a six. So, yeah, so you're saying this is, this is... So this is a seven, when for the last few months you've been telling us we shouldn't denigrate a six, a six is like a solid, okay, decent film, and this is a seven. Yeah, well, I prefer this to the Babadook. I wasn't bored by this. But not. I mean, I'm not even comparing about the Babadook, I'm just like, seven, gosh. Well, I don't understand your rating system anymore. <laughs> Well I, had to, on it. well, I was the one who had to recommend it, so I have to give it somewhat decent. I can't be like, yeah, I agree, it's a six. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I watched it, like I said, I watched it again last night. I had, I, it was fine, I enjoyed it. I wasn't bored by it. I tell you what, though, when I went to the cinema to see it, one of the people we went with, she got bored by it and uh, went and waited in the lobby for about 25 minutes while the rest <laughs> of us finished watching the film. She just, she just got up, we thought yeah. she was off to the toilet, and then... Never really came back, <laughs> so that was that was distracting as you can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have, I would have turned it off at any point. Really? I think at any point, like even with five minutes, I'd been like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't feel like that about the Babadook. I did. I, I, there was yeah. one point where I could have been like, oh, I could, I, if I didn't have to watch this, I wouldn't. But maybe yeah. I just prefer like a bit, a bit more, cl- like I think, yeah, Eventually. maybe. maybe. Um, so what we're going to do now to test your knowledge of the woman in black mm. we are going to uh, have a quiz um, as you can imagine not the easiest film to get te- five questions no. out of but I think we did a <laughs> decent enough job you might get five you might get okay. none like, who can say Yeah. who can say let's find out so God. numero uno what is the name of the deceased owner of Eel Marsh House what's she called I don't, you, I don't need a first name. Just Fucking a hell. Um, Mrs. Uh, do. I don't even know that. Bell Marsh. I don't know. Uh, Karen uh, Brady. <laughs> what? What's Karen Brady got to do with it? Um, no, you, you'll you'll kick yourself now when I tell you this because uh, it is mentioned a good few times. Mrs. Drablo. Yeah. 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 Good work. Um, <laughs> what did the little girl drink? Liar. No, not liar. Uh, yeah. Lie. Drink lie. lie. That's correct. One out of two. Mm. Uh, question three. <laughs> this is written down. What is the name of the woman in black? Uh, Susan. <laughs> Susan what? <laughs> Susan Boyd. I mean, at least try and engage with the quiz, Sam. Um, no, it's uh, Jeanette Humphrey, or... Jeanette however you pronounce it it's got a weird spelling (laughs) and then in the same breath what year did she die because it tells you you see the date of death the year of death 
does yes. it? Okay. see how she so dies. Based on what you said. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 1903? No. <laughs> 100. When was it? 1896. 100 years before you were born, Sam. Ooh, 1889, Indeed, yes. you see. Do you know who was born that year? Um, little fella. Little fella from Australia. Tried to be a painter. Uh, Do you mean good. from Austria? So came, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say, Australian? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same thing, innit? Little Australian fella came in. Yeah, brilliant. Let's let's not let's not, shall we? You know what I mean? You know, in case <laughs> we, you know, we we get as few listens as it is. So you going around speaking about <laughs> Australian painters? <laughs> Just, just saying, just saying. He was born in 1889. I don't know yeah. what else to tell you. That's a fact. That's a fact, ladies and gentlemen. Facts don't care about your no, feelings, Hugh. No, they don't. Um, strange you would bring <laughs> that up, Sam. But whatever. I'm sure there was millions of people born in 1889. But there you go. Mm. So, anyway, so, so basically, you're. <laughs> so you every year when you have a birthday, you'd be like, "Oh, this would be Hitler's 133rd birthday." Every twentieth of April on my birth, you know, the month of yeah. my birth, <laughs> I think. Yeah, Question five. Been... Let's bring it. <laughs> <laughs> what does the writing under the wallpaper say? Oh, I don't know. Uh, um, never forgive or go to hell, rot in hell. Get your absolute. No, it doesn't say that. Tits out. It says what you could have saved. Him. <laughs> you could have saved him. Right, well, okay, I yeah, feel like you disrespected fine. that quiz. <laughs> so you got one out of five. Um, yeah, I'm happy with yeah, the lie. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you, Sam. That was terrible. <laughs> you really made no effort there. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. see me after class. It's, it's definitely <laughs> symptomatic of my lack of interest in the film, I suppose. Right, it? well, that was The Woman Black. Um, I feel like this is going to be an unnecessary question, but would you recommend this film? Possibly would, yeah, to my worst enemy. What? It's not that bad. <laughs> no, I mean, if someone likes conventional horror with jump scares, watch it. You know, it's not it's no worse than the Conjuring. Yeah. I mean, you could say like if you like if you were single and you were wanting that, you know, the old oh I've got a film you can get some jump scares, get a few cuddles <laughs> while you watch. You could say this to a young lady. No. I wouldn't. No. What about? No, no. No, I want someone who's got some taste. <laughs> what about your partner? Would you recommend it to watch it with her? No, she didn't oh. like it. She she said, uh, guys, I asked her, and she said, oh, yeah, so at the time, don't really care for it. <laughs> They're fairly predictable jump scares, basically, is what is she said. Is she a horror fan, or...? Yeah, good horror, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, you forced me to do this. <laughs> what, to narrow you down to two massive I mean, genres? I'll be honest with you, Sam, this, on films. your head this is. You were like, oh, let's do three weeks mm. of horror films. I'm like, I don't have a horror film to recommend. Again, you're giving me the Robbie Savage voice. <laughs> it's it's October, it's Halloween, yeah, you know, there's and, things coming up. And, I'm really and my, sorry that you had to recommend one horror slash thriller. Christ Famously, on a bike. If that was a film, I could have recommended it if I'd seen it. I, I'm going to put on Twitter the list of films that I sent you. <laughs> I famously said at the beginning of this podcast when we started back in 2019, I said, I don't watch horror films because I don't really enjoy them. Well, listen, I don't watch I don't watch musicals, but if you force me to recommend a musical to you, I could find two yeah, or three. 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, but if I'm recommending musicals to somebody who who likes musicals, then you're at a point with well, which musicals do I recommend to somebody? Because they've seen them already. Well, I mean, I'm not a big horror fan, am I? I've, like, I've, there's loads. I yeah, same seen. here. As per that list I sent you, there's about eighty at the top. Of and I haven't seen ninety of them. <clears throat> so, which leads us nicely to the next question of what horror film am we going to get you what, to watch next what, week? What horror film are you going to get me to watch next week, Sam? So we had a bit of a discussion trying to figure out the best one. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the the best horror film that you haven't seen, but it is a horror film that when I saw it, I thought, oh, that'll be a good one okay. to recommend. So this film is It Follows. What can you tell me about It Follows? I, so I know quite a bit about this film, but I don't know enough about it if that makes sense. Um, so I know that it's basically it. It's like a big metaphor for like gonorrhea or some of this film isn't it <laughs> or like sexually trans gonorrhea the yeah, movie. like sexually transmitted diseases that stay with you for life so or that could or stay with you until they get you unless you get medical attention but in this case <laughs> it's so my understanding is it is so you you have sex with somebody and then what happens Scott. nice Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then what happens annoyingly is some sort of malevolent monster kind of slowly walks towards you over a period of days and if you don't have sex with somebody else and pass it to them hence the uh, STD um, metaphor it will follow you and then it will kill you and then yeah that's my understanding but but yeah that's that's all I know yeah, you've got some of the understanding of the rules. Uh, it's a it's a flawed film, but I think I think you might give it as high as a six. I mean, if you give a woman in black seven, this should be right. at least a seven. But we'll see. It, we'll, it, we'll, it's we'll, one of those films I, where I, I feel like I'll, I'll have a go at your rating system like next I can, week. If I can buy into the premise, I think I can enjoy it. Yeah. If that makes sense. But if I'm sat there going, yeah. but why would you do just do this? Like I heard some funny people like talking about it, saying, "Oh, well, you could give it to like." an astronaut or something <laughs> and then if or like a, yeah. or an astronaut with a terminal disease who gets like fired into space it kills them but then they're trapped in space and that's it it's sorted you know silly sort of things like that yeah I mean it, that is that is one aspect but if you're giving Woman in Black a 7 out of 10 and you're not seeing those flaws in it then then this is a guaranteed at least 7 out of 10 we'll see but again I'll attack you for that next week <laughs> uh, listen, you've, been, you've been kind enough for long enough if you want to get in touch with us and tell us maybe your favourite horror films what you think about It Follows what you think about The Woman in Black whether you think those sideburns were just yummy enough on Daniel Radcliffe uh, Hugh how could Look they do good sideburns that? I was impressed it's it solid, solid. better than I could yes. make I'm yes, 10 years old so yeah, so what they need to do is they need to join a uh, law firm in London. They then need to get sent mm. to uh, some sort of scary Victorian house in the northeast of England. By the way, a very um, regionally sort of nondescript part of the country. Mm, yeah, yeah, quite a diverse range uh, of very, people. Very, there with the accents, accents were from all over the country. all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. You know, you've got some people from like Liverpool and. Others from the north of England, <laughs> vaguely somewhere, yeah. Um, yeah. And then you need to obviously get haunted by a scary apparition, and hopefully they yeah. maybe they've got a computer and some internet access. That would be my recommendation. Yeah. And then e- and then email us at pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. But if you can think of a more efficient way, I'm all ears, Sam. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, haunt Jack Dorsey to create a social media platform and then find us on Twitter at Please Watch That's Pod. a solid recommendation. Good is, plan. Yeah. Good plan. Uh, speaking of solid recommendations, look forward to next week, listener, where I recommend It Follows to Hugh Dempsey. Join us next week, listener. We love you so much. Take care of yourselves. Bye! Bye.